Welcome to Blondie and the Brit, Writing, Publishing, and Beyond. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com. I am Blondie, KJ Waters. And I'm Susan Calvin, I'm the Brit. And together we're Blondie and the Brit. Yay! Woohoo! I am the author of Stealing Time. And I'm the author of the Rejected Writers Book Club. Welcome to Blondie and the Brit. Today we'd like to introduce you to Kerry Ann King, who is an international best-selling author of women's fiction. And in July, her new book, Whisper the Whisper Me This, was just released as an Amazon Kindle First Reads. It is currently sitting at number two, well done, Kerry, best-selling book overall in Amazon charts and number one in all of her categories. Her author ranking right now, it was yesterday, was number seven. You might have even gone up since, and I haven't checked. Up there with James Patterson and Stephen King and J.K. Rawlings is Kerry Ann King. And Kerry is the writer of 12 books, nine under her her real name, uh, Kerry Schaefer, and three under her pen name, Kerry Ann King, including I Wish You Happy, which also became a UK Kindle's first read in 2017. As well as being an incredible writer, Kerry's also a nurse and is a creativity coach and works with authors to help them find their creative spark. Welcome, Kerry. Hey, I am so excited to be here with you guys again. Wow, your, your bio is just getting more and more exciting every time I look at you. <laughs> Well, it sure sounds awesome this morning. That Kindle, the Kindle rankings, the yeah, author ranking cracked me up when I looked at it. Actually, yeah, yeah, so let's see you up there with all those, you know, high flyers. Just carry right. right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a screenshot. I've got that. <laughs> yeah, you notice if you're still number seven today, or did you go up or down? Or not that it really matters um, at that point. Well, I, I did not look today. I, you know, you you look once and you think, oh, that's really cool, and then you don't want to push your luck. <laughs> I'm going to sneak a peek right now, and I'll only tell you if it's good news, okay? Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm still for you, then that's bad news. Is that what you're saying, Cage? I know. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's one, one of the things that a lot of us creative people do is, you know, tend to project the worst possible scenario, which which I am really, as a creativity coach, I'm totally against, but I do it anyway. I couldn't you Obviously, you're doing something right, because this is your second <laughs> kid first read, so you're writing some good books there, girl, otherwise they wouldn't be doing that, wouldn't be picking you, so congratulations. Okay, wait, you guys, uh, you. I've got good news, are you ready? She's yeah, we're ready. Number one in all of her categories, and Amazon bestseller rank is number two... Ooh. That is incredible. Yeah. Number two for a while. I've been, I've been following you. are not following you, but I'm following you. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> so exciting because I think that that there's like a thriller ahead of you, and then they are just been a, a stronger genre. You know, people tend to buy a lot more thrillers. So, but so you're right behind them at number two. I know you had really great reviews too, which is wonderful. It is. It's it's a very exciting thing. I try not to read reviews. Anyone who's an author, I I have to scroll. There's there is a thing that happens sometimes on the Kindle first. They call it readers first now, um, because they've thrown in the addition of a beautiful hardcover um, book that's mm-hmm. also an option to buy. <laughs> one of the one of the drawbacks of that is very often there are. It's known for having some bad review situations that happen, oh. and. So I was prepared for that, but the first week has been absolutely fantastic. I couldn't be happier with the reviews that have come in. So I, I 
have been cheating. My my goal was not to read any reviews, but I've been peeking at them. Wow, you're doing okay. What I've seen, they like it. So, tell us what was that experience like? Because I know they have to keep it under wraps, right? They don't. They tell you before we actually know what books are going to be there. So, how long ago did you know that you that you've been selected? Oh my God, I was just looking at that. I <laughs> I signed my contract to keep my mouth shut in um, November. Oh my God! Oh my gosh! And then they do. I make a joke. They make you kind of promise your left kidney and your firstborn child that you will not tell anybody about, about this. So, it, was, it was hard to keep my mouth shut, yes. It was very, very difficult. And does that alter your public publishing date? I mean, do they do they they, they move around that if you've got if you become a Kindle first, or do they keep the same publishing date for you? Um, no, they move they move your publishing date. I was originally, I think I was originally supposed to be uh, July release. I forget exactly what it was, and then they gave me the readers first for July first, which then makes my actual release date now August the first. So yeah, right. they shift around. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, and I know this will really help. And is it helping sales on the other books? Have you noticed? Yes. Yes. Um, it, well, linking it very nicely also put um, my backlist all on sale this month. So that, wow. that was very kind of them. And so that helps. But yeah, I've had several readers, you know, hit me up and say, hey, I, I read Whisper Me This and I loved it. And I went directly over and I've already read Closer Home and I wish you happy. So what else are you writing? <laughs> yeah, get on with it. Yeah. Read this kind of genre. Go and look at the book cover because it is incredible. 
It is. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous cover. We could talk about that a little bit later too. That's a that's a little. Uh, my significant other, my Viking, had a lot to do with finding that idea for that cover and and the hardcover book also i do i have to mention this they, they went all out so my name and the and the titles of the book they're a little bit raised on the on the dust jacket mm. so there's this this raised lettering and then it almost looks kind of 3d with the the butterflies in the background that are on the cover so it's an absolutely beautiful book i can't stop hitting my author cup <laughs> how, she how, so cool. stroking along while you're talking to us <laughs> she's petting yeah. how long is it okay. a kindle first is it just the month of july yes okay yep it's the month of july and then the book will go you know wide as far as a regular release on august 1st and there will be a whole new batch of six uh readers first right. available for people to pick up in august right so well cool it, it's really a cool deal i mean i've been reading them myself as a prime reader and I've gotten a couple of new authors that I didn't know about and it's a, you know it's awesome then I go buy their other books so yeah well I have to tell I'll you well while, while we were talking I bought it so <laughs> yeah. this podcast yeah. is already paying off <laughs> yeah and I actually bought it on audible because for 199 I can buy it on oh. audible it won't come I won't read it till next month but I can actually buy it for 199 oh. so I'm pretty excited because that's how I read all my books so yeah that's I'm excited on audible yeah oh, cool so I forget, I was supposed to go on and say something else now. So you'll have oh, to remind tell me. about the story, the premise of the book. Oh, about the story, the premise of the book. So with me, this actually, it was it, it came out of an idea. Again, my Viking has a lot to do with this book. He, he often does, but this one in particular. We, we were having a conversation actually in the hot tub one day. And we have a lovely, we live in the middle of nowhere. So we have this beautiful hot tub that looks out on forest and there's nobody back there, just the two of us. And we sit out there and have conversations it's a lovely place to talk so he was talking about this woman he knows who she's really bright and very creative and she's caught in this horrific generational domestic violence lifestyle and he was telling me about that I also have a background as counselor so he was just you know telling me this story and then he looks at me and he goes so what do you think it would take what does it take for somebody to get out of a situation like that do do you wake up one day and just say this is enough I've had enough is there something in particular that has to happen that's going to make that change and then he looked at me and said you should write about that well I happen to be in the stage of planning for another book and I was like yeah yeah I totally should write about that I know so many stories um, that I've heard as a, as a counselor from people who are living in all different kinds of um, violent situations and um, it's something that is really important to me so I started playing with the idea and so out of that was born um, the story that that is in Whisper Me This in which uh, our main character who just kind of she's a little bit adrift she's always felt like something was missing in her life she could never really settle down her mother was always kind of pushing and driving her um, she gets the call that her mother's in the hospital hospital in a coma and her father who um, seems to have started having dementia is accused of having um, put her mother there with a head injury and so our main character flies home to deal with this situation and begins to discover all kinds of secrets that her mother has been keeping for for years about which she had no idea and that raises some issues of where she realizes that 
she and her daughter are also sort of in a situation where maybe things need to change. And so it's a whole story around secrets and lies and why we might tell them and how we get free of very difficult situation. Wow. And how did you come up with the title, Whisper Me This? Because it's, it's a beautiful title. Well, that... With me, this, that actually was a really magical moment. I, this is the book that we could not find a name for. I kept coming up with titles, and my Viking kept saying, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> so actually, when, at the time when I turned it in to um, my editor for the first read, it still was the book without a title. And then I was actually working on revisions, uh, first round of revisions, suggestions back from my lovely and wonderful editor, Jody, who's just brilliant. And it's funny because it was a day away from the book we were working on. We had just recently purchased this old Studebaker that is in need of um, restoration. And I was polishing the Studebaker <laughs> with my Viking, and it was very boring. My brain's running all over all these ideas. And these lyrics started coming to me of, of a song. And there's a place in the book where the male lead in the book sings a song to Maisie, my main character, and it, the, the lyrics for the song just came to me while I was polishing the Studebaker. I had to stop, and I ran and found some paper and a pen, and I wrote down these words, and then I, I wrote them into the book, and they're actually, if you buy the book, you'll see them on the very, very first page before the story starts, where sometimes there's a poem or something at the beginning of a book, that's where this song is, um, and the song started with the words whisper me this so I right away said well there we go there's my title for my book and then there's there's more about whisper me this which is really exciting but I'm gonna take a breath because <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear we're on the edge of our seat that's amazing I love those magical moments when something like that just comes to you and you know that it's meant to be so yeah tell us a little bit about the title and the song if you can while we while we, while we remember because I really want to know you say that you're hoping your Viking, as you call him. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what he is in your life, but I know he's your Viking. Um, he came up with uh, the book cover idea as well, you were saying. He did. Oh, that's right. That was the other thing we wanted to talk about. So, uh, yeah, with the, with the cover, the Amazon uh, Lake Union always very nicely asked for input on the on the cover and if you have any ideas and I really didn't have any good ideas for this cover I sent some stuff in that I wasn't excited about and then um, he found this picture on the internet and it, it was not like the final cover really it's just kind of the general idea it was a young girl very wide-eyed with with butterflies um, kind of flying out of the corner of her mouth and he was like this is it this is what you need you need something like this and I just looked at him very being very literal and it's like uh, no I don't think so and he's like yes you absolutely promised me you'll send it to your editor so I did <laughs> and then they ended up kind of taking the butterflies from from that and using them on the cover which came out again absolutely gorgeous it so, did. yeah I owe him for that but yeah, about the title and the song, I am going to go back to that because this is the coolest thing. So my sons are both musicians and um, my youngest son, <laughs> he writes a lot of music and he's a brilliant guitar player and he sings and he's in bands all the time. And he came out for me as a surprise because I thought, well, it'd be really cool if I had some music for this song that I wrote. So I was having a book release party um, when my last book came out and I had just called Brandon and I said, you know, it'd be really cool if you came and sang at 
my book release party. And he's like, sure, I could do that. And then while we were talking, it's like, well, we're at it. You know, I wrote this song for my next book and it'd be cool if you could put lyrics to that or, or music to that. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll take a look at it. He didn't sound very excited. And then when he came to my book launch party, he actually got up and sang the song for the new book, Whisper Me This, and I had no idea that the Viking and he had already put their heads together and the song had already been written wow. when I asked him if he would do it. So that was really exciting and I cried and all of that because wow. it was really just amazing moment for me. And then we sent him into the studio where he had been before and we actually had it professionally recorded. And so we have an original song that ties into Whisper Me This, which I'm really excited about. Kira, we were wondering if we can play that at the end of this podcast. So as it, we fade out, they can hear the song. Is that possible? Yes, actually, that would be fantastic. I would love that. Yay. All right. Send it to me. We'll so what are you going to do with the song? Have you even thought about the next step for the song? Because that can be a piece all on its own, you know? Yeah, well, we're thinking, actually, we have all kinds of plans for the song. I am going to um, put it out for everybody to listen to here is very shortly. Um, and then we're actually working on making a music video oh. just for fun. So my son and one of his friends who does photography um, have put their heads together and actually we're talking about it tonight. We have a storyboard and all that kind of stuff. And so we're going to be making a, a music video, which we'll be putting out here in a little bit too. Will that be like a book trailer? Will the book be on the music video or will it just be a straight music video? Well, it's, you know, I think we're going to kind of do a little bit of both. I already have a trailer for the book, which is uh, really was awesome also, but we thought it would be fun to have, you know, with a trailer, they're like 40 seconds long, so right. you can't have the whole song. So I wanted to do something with the whole song. So I asked these young creative people if they would work with me on that and we could make a music video. So we're doing that. And yes, we do plan to include uh, the cover and um, information, a little bit of information about the book like at the end of the music video. So it will be a music video slash trailer. Awesome. Wow. You're really going big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually we're having fun. And this, this kind of goes into the the whole creativity stuff that I've gotten into. I used to get really stressed about marketing. You know, you have to do this and you have to do that. You should do this and it all sucks and I hate doing it, but I need to do it. You know, that kind of thing. I think a lot of us fall into as authors. And what I've started realizing is you can be creative about marketing too. You can just have fun with it. So I decided this time around, I'm going to do fun stuff. I'm only going to do things that I think would be fun. And so having a trailer, having the song, making a music video, doing this podcast with you guys, all that Yay. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, things that I wake up in the morning and go, wow, I'm looking forward to this day, you know, instead of, oh, God, I have to do this stuff, right? Yeah, totally. And I love that. I mean, if you can really enjoy your marketing, that really, and that was kind of my next question. Are you, have you done different marketing with this book? Because it is a Kindle, but you've kind of answered that question. It, you know, I think that's really key. If you're listening to this and you hate marketing and you're a writer, what a great idea. Think of fun ways that you actually enjoy to market your work. And, and, and because of the internet, you can go to YouTube with this or also, I mean, in my head, as I'm a filmmaker, all I can think of is this would make a great trailer for a for a short movie, you know, that's yeah. that's where my brain goes because that, you know, my filmmaker.
American side. But yeah, I think this is going to be great. What a great way to market. Well, thank you. I'm, and of course, I'm always very open to input. That's what I keep telling everybody about this. Is you know, feel free, feel free to tell me anything you think I could, should, would do with this. And we're playing. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, you've got a best-selling book. You have a song. You have a video trailer. It, the next step is to make a movie out of it. So whoever's listening out there that's got those skills, let's put it in. And yeah, I'm totally Ooh. up for that. So I'm just putting that out into the universe so that the people out there in the world that do that type of thing should come and check out your trailer and, you know, read the book. Go for it. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. why not? Sounds good. I, my agent is Deidre and I just, you know. Thank you, <laughs> Why not? I'm so glad Deidre and I is going, did she just put my name out there? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We are so excited to have you back. This is our third interview with you. Is that right? Um, we had one. We had the very fun um, inaugural interview where I was sitting in my truck outside of the coffee shop stealing internet. <laughs> a long way since then. Yes. <laughs> I love that, that interview. That was the first one. And then, and then I think the second one was a group group interview with oh, a, a group of authors. That's right. I'd forgotten um, about that. Yeah, the roundtable one. That yeah. worked out really well. Right. Yeah, so yeah. on our, our third one, you and the ones that we've talked about before, for our listeners, if you haven't heard those before, go back through our uh, podcast and find them. They're very interesting. It's kind of really fun for us to kind of watch your progress. You were doing really well on the first time we interviewed you, but now you're like number one and all these other things with the Kindle First. Um, and you also, can you tell our audience about, you have a pen name and you also have write a second set of books under Carrie Schaefer. Can you kind of explain your situation and maybe tell us what Carrie Schaefer is up to? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, Carrie Schaefer began it all, actually, because, well, that's who I was born as. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Um, yeah, good for her. I, I think of these two as if they're two different people. It's really a little, you yeah. know, split personality. I try not to think about it too much in psychological terms. Yes, but, right. Um, yeah, Carrie, Carrie Schaefer wrote the first book that was published, and so she actually writes a very different style. Um, Carrie Schaefer writes fantasy and paranormal mystery, seriously contemplating writing a thriller Ooh, um, do here it. shortly. Do it, do it, I love that. But she, she's short on time right now because Carrie Ann King, you know, kind of bought the good book contract this time around. <laughs>
focusing right now this year on writing a Carrie Ann King book, and Carrie Schaefer has been a little dormant of late, but she's thinking about things and has brilliant ideas she wants to work on, so. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Carrie Schaefer, Carrie Schaefer has the day job. She's the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Ann King yeah. is the author. <laughs> that's... Yeah, at the moment. At the moment. <laughs> at the moment, that's kind of it. <laughs> right. And so you have 12 books altogether. Nine of them are under Carrie Schaefer, and the other three are under Carrie Ann King. Is that true? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So Carrie's had her do. Yeah, I'm asking myself, is it really nine? Yeah, yeah that's, that's about right. Yep, yeah. I'm looking at my wall. I, so impressed with the fact that you're able to do all of those things to write as two different author names and then work a full-time job plus have like this whole new creativity business that you're starting um tell us what does your marketing strategy look like now that your books have really taken off you've got several that have done really well and how is it different than when you first started up i'm I'm not much of a strategizer i i have to be honest with you i kind of um i i got a little more planful, I guess. I've learned so much. I wish that I had known back then the things that I know now, which is really to kind of have a goal. So when I first started doing marketing, it was just, you know, kind of probably desperately, I just have to get the word out. So shouting about books and stuff all the time on um, several different frameworks. You know, if I did a giveaway, I didn't have a goal in mind. I just was doing a giveaway. Uh, Now I have learned that I at least have a specific goal. So if I'm doing a giveaway, I would like to get one or two things out of that. Number one, it's just fun to give the books away. But number two, then I would like to ask people to do one specific thing. Do I want you to sign up for my newsletter? Do I want you to share the words so that other people know? Do I want you to like my Facebook page? So just kind of having a little focus and a strategy. And right now, really, since Amazon's doing all the work for me with the Raiders First, I'm just very happily working on building community. And that's a fun thing to do. Good, yeah, and then you can throw all your creativity into that and not the part that you're maybe not quite as fond of, which is the marketing, marketing, right. marketing, yeah. Right, well, and I've also learned, and I, I heard this advice early on, and I think it's very wise, is, you know, pick, pick a couple of things that you enjoy so you can be good at them instead of spreading yourself really thin over a whole lot of areas. You know, like, if you hate Twitter, don't do Twitter. If, if, if you don't like social media, then you know, you probably should have some kind of presence. So pick the one that you like the best and spend a little bit of time there, but you don't need to try and be all things to all people on all channels. So I don't think that works out very well. Um, And and it really, the biggest eye opener for me, I was in the shower, all kinds of awesome things happened for me in the shower. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) It's a good place to think. That's where Muse lives, I swear. And I, I was actually, I was having a shower and it just really came to me. It's like, wow, marketing. Marketing does not have to be a linear 
cut and dry, do this, do this, do this process, which I'm not good at at all. It can be just the same sort of thing as how I write a book. It can start with an idea that I really like, and then I can kind of build around that, and I can start playing with it, and I can have ideas, and it can be a convoluted, growing process, which is how I do everything, and (laughs) it can be fun and do thing, you know, be something that I get excited about and learn new stuff. So that was that was a huge breakthrough for me. Yeah, that's great. And that, that was my next question was how is it how has your writing changed from, you know, 12 books under your belt, you're definitely getting good at the process. How has it changed from when you w- wrote your first book and you were first starting out? Um, how's my writing changed? Uh, not that much actually. It's funny because I keep thinking I should have a better process. Um <laughs> What I've learned really is my process is my process, and that's okay. And I think that's the biggest thing is that lots of times we doubt our process, and so we listen to advice out there. You should be doing this way. You should be doing it that way. I do it this way. I've been – and KJ, I would love to say that it's really different and that I have this really totally wonderful, awesome, trustworthy process. But the truth is I'm – great pretty much the same as I always did which is where I try to have a plan and it goes awry (laughs) that sounds like me but you know hearing that Carrie makes me feel so much better because that's kind of how I work and Susanna is so organized and she always has all these like hey we should try this and I do well for like two weeks and then I fall off I'm like it's too structured I can't even you know so hearing you say that and the fact that you do so well just it it's kind of giving me permission to be my goofy, unorganized disaster, and it works out, right? Right. Well, which is what works, and I think that's the, you know, something that I have learned, which which is the difference is I have some confidence in that now. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the first time, you know, when I found myself in the middle of the book and had thrown away almost as much as I'd written, where I felt rather despairing that it was ever going to come to anything. Now I've come to some level of trust that this is just apparently how I do it. Yeah. So no matter what I try, <laughs> you know, I'll go to conferences and there'll be these very convincing speakers who, who will try and persuade me that this is the way, this one way, this is how it has to be done. And I actually kind of fell into that um, recently and she's really good and a lot of people love her process, but I tried it and it, it, mm-hmm. it set me back. I had to, I had to write and rewrite and rewrite and then finally throw it all away and start over again. Oh so, man, uh, that's terrible. Waste of time, but oh, you don't know it, until you it, try. It, it's terrible, but no, because it's my process. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, like right now I was just looking at my throwaway file. I call it my darling file it has, I don't know, 35,000 words in it, I think. <laughs> and my document currently has 72, which, wow. which is about standard for me no matter what no matter what I do so it's just coming to trusting that this apparently is how I write and nothing that I write is ever wasted it brings me greater understanding of my characters my story you know it's just it's just the way it is so So you might sorry go ahead no I was just saying you might call it a beautiful disaster right sure (laughs) (laughs) but but the end product comes out okay yeah so you know that's that's the whole that's the whole point. And I know other people who are very structured and very platform planful, if they try to write like I write, it turns into a disaster for yeah. them because yeah. it just makes them horribly anxious and, and it, it, their brains don't work that way. Which which kind of another interesting thing. I'm I'm really into Myers Briggs temperament types and I'm kind of creating a little sort of informal, not research tested guide in my head right now that different types of temperaments have a different writing process. Oh, I want you to write a book about that. That would be fascinating. 
Yeah, I, I totally am thinking about that, and I, oh. I need to get some information gathered, and I will start with blog posts, but it's something I do with my coaching clients, too. Oh, I do yeah. Myers-Briggs with people, and then we look at that. How does, how does this impact your process, and how can we capitalize on your strengths rather than trying to capitalize on the strengths of a completely different temperament type? Yeah, <laughs> no, for you. that's what businesses do. Yeah, I've used Myers-Briggs. I have a master's degree, and they, we studied it in management consultant. And, uh-huh. um, I also ran into it in, um, my, in marriage counseling. I mean, just the, like when you first get married, the, my minister used that. And I was my mom's guinea pig for Myers-Briggs testing when she was getting her <laughs> psychology degree. So I was like 12 or 13 and she threw all these tests at me. And, um, oh, so awesome. yeah, I'm very familiar with it and I love it. There's, there's so much when you understand it that you can learn about yourself and other people. And I think you sure. and I are very close. I think, aren't you an INFP? Yep, that would be me. What are yes. you? Yes, ENFP. So I, I, ENFP, uh-huh. I mm-hmm. feel your pain with trying to be too structured. And Suzanne is great at helping me. Like the things that you need to be structured about is like, you know, deadlines and things like that. So she's exceptional at that. Luckily, I right. haven't tried to, to write like she does. I think, though, she's pretty... She's pretty creative in her writing process where she plots it, but there's a lot of things that come without having to be super structured. And we would ask Suzanne right now, but she fell off the Skype call just at the end. Right, sadly. Technic problems. Um, One of the things in one of the coaching classes that I did, it's uh, Kaizen Muse Coaching, which is wonderful, creative, and fun. Um, There's a book called The Nine Modern Day Muses and a Bodyguard, written by Jill Badonsky, and one of the modern-day muses is actually called Spills, and she's the muse of mistakes and um, things going wrong, like Suzanne falling off the call. Because because you know that that's part of the process and creativity, then you just go with it, and so then we just say, ah, it's just Spills. (laughs) Spills, I love it. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and that's the thing about creativity. As soon as you try to force something on your personality that doesn't really work, it adds a lot of anxiety, like you were saying about the people who are really organized. And it also kills your creativity. Then you can't pull from that wealth of ideas and everything. So, you know, people out there, stop fighting your process. Let yourself uh, find what works for you and stick with it, even if it is a beautiful disaster. You know, the end result is what really counts. It doesn't matter how many words are in your, what do you call it, your darling file? My darling file. Well, the darling graveyard. Darling file for short. (laughs) I remember it was your graveyard file, and we were joking about that last time, that it it just needs to be there. That's part of your deal. Yeah, yep. Sometimes it's very sad. There are things I cut that I'm just like, I look at them for a really long time. Like, really? Do I really have to cut that? Because I love it so much. But oh. yeah. <laughs> you should put a book together of like the little snippets that never made it. That would be interesting too. Oh, oh, it would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've talked about your creativity coaching. Why don't you give us... Just tell us kind of how you run that business, how you would like just pretend I'm your author and do a little creativity exercise so people can get a sense of what you do for that business and maybe what you can do to help them or, you know, even they can help themselves with their creativity process. Sure, absolutely. That would be fun. So, yeah. <laughs> well, KJ, if you were my client, the very first thing that I would ask you is, you know, 
what what are you trying to do creativity right now? And is there anything that's getting in the way of that for you? Yes. Well, I'm trying to write books and my my three children and part time job and everything else that goes into uh, being an author writing, including podcast recordings and editing, you know, all the <laughs> things that we add on for fun and creative things. That's what gets in my way. I am. I love the writing process. I just don't ever see feel like I have enough time. And I, I know you relate to that because you have a don't you have a full time job and you've got the coaching business and you write you know, we've already talked about your deal. Right. So you Absolutely. understand. So how do I fix it? <laughs> well, the very first thing I'll tell you as as you've already figured out, you you're totally not alone with that. And yeah. so this, this is a very, very common dilemma, especially for women. Um, we're, yeah. we're trying to do everything, right? And yeah. really want to get to our creativity. But but something I know about you, KJ, is that you have found some kind of a way to, to make this work because I know you're writing. So let, let's start with, um, this is always a really important question, what's, what's already working for you? Well, Suzanne is my cheerleader, so she helps me a ton, just like, how are you doing? Where's your schedule? The times I've been the most productive is when I have set goals for me, and that's what you were saying earlier, setting the goals. Like, haphazardly rolling through ends up giving you halfway results, but I think the planning, like, you know, X number of words a week, or these are your time chunks that you're going to write, that kind of thing, actually gets me a lot more focused and so that instead of like oh I didn't have time I find out that I made time you know right right exactly so you're capitalizing on the time that you do have and so you know what it would I what I'm hearing from you two things that are really really helpful for people um, who are trying to get the writing done in, in a short short amount of time is that you have a support person who yeah. pr- provides some structure for you yes and you have learned to set yourself goals that work for you. And so those are two really big things. A lot of times what people do is set goals that are unachievable and unreasonable. Um, we do that to ourselves a lot. You might set a goal that is completely given the amount of time that you have that is way too high. And then what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself procrastinating, avoiding and resisting because every time you're, you're always coming short of the mark. And who wants to show up to do something where you always feel like you're a failure? Yeah, right? that's a good point. And we don't, we don't even realize that's why we're not showing up. So one of the really unexpected things that helps a lot is to lower your goal. <laughs> that is funny. It's so counterintuitive, but you're right. Cause then you punish I yourself know. and you spend all this energy like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. Why am I doing this? And then you go down the path of all the things in your life that you fail that. And, and, and then you're going to do everything but show up to write. Whereas if you set your goal like kind of ridiculously low, like if somebody is really blocked, I'll set that goal really low. It's like, can you write like for five minutes a couple of days this week? And oh. we're like, well, just stupid easy. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. So we want to make it so small that you can't not do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good though. Baby and steps. Then you show and, then you up and you succeed, then you're like, oh, that was really cool. Now I feel really good. You get a rush of endorphins in your brain. You want to do more. You want to do it again. You might write longer. It gets you going. So that's that's one of the things that um, actually works really well for a lot of people. That's good. And you're keeping it fun as your theme has been all along fun and creative right. and using the skills that you have. 
exactly. And then the, the structure thing really, really helps. I, I have a structure person. I have someone who writes with me right now. I'm Fortunately for her, she's on Eastern time. So when I write at 5 o'clock in the morning, it's 8 o'clock for her. Ah, but I, I am, if I'm tempted to sleep in and not get up and get to my writing before I go to work, which is the only time I ever seem to really get it done, I know that she's going to be there waiting for me and I'll have let her down. So even though I'm very capable of letting myself down and my writing down, I am not very good at letting down a friend. So oh, I will get up and show up so that I'm there to write with my buddy, which is a, a really good system for those of us who are not naturally structured. That's good. So what do you guys like say, hey, I'm going to start now, and then you kind of just touch base as you're writing and share your word count or your brilliant ideas or whatever? Yeah, I've, I've done it with several different friends, and we always do it, you know, whatever works for us. So right now what we're doing, we actually we meet on a, on a chat. Uh, uh, I have of you know instant messenger and we show up at the agreed on time we sort of say good morning i set a timer actually now to keep us honest and we go for 15 minutes check in for like a one minute break report on how things are going and then go again so we aim for four 15 minute sprints in the morning before i go to work and i get a lot done at that time and then you give yourself little breaks and it's the social break too you need the little like reassurance and then the the Friendship, too. That is brilliant. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to do. So structure works for a lot of people. That's one of the most important things, really, about having a coach is having a little bit of structure. Yeah. Uh, or take a class or, you know, whatever. Lots of times if you ask yourself the question, have I done this before and what worked then, you can kind of yeah. find your way to uh, something that's going to work for you again. That's, because yeah, that's pretty but you know it's such a it sounds so simple but who does that a lot of people just keep trying new things as opposed to going back to what really worked so I think that's excellent advice and and it's great to learn new things too but just to have that background of of knowing that hey I'm you know actually more productive than I thought I was or more capable or more structured or you know whatever the case may be building your own confidence because I think the biggest thing that we fight against when we're when we're trying to do any kind of creative process is the doubt (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. The doubt. <laughs> and the doubt has an axe and he murders all your creative thoughts. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's brutal. Yeah. He is. He is brutal. Brutal. Well, that's amazing. Okay, so that, I mean, that gives our listeners kind of a sense of, of what you can do for them. And, you know, what writers don't get, you know, just either just writing block as story structure they have trouble with that or just like me the trying to find to find the time to write now i never run out of ideas but i run out of time (laughs) so i think that's exceptionally helpful and and sometimes you just need someone to throw a nice happy spark in there and it sounds like that's something that you're really good at it's one of my favorite things actually it lights me up more than anything else yeah. like if, if I do a coaching call with a client um and they're having some creative breakthrough and success and light up it lights me up and then I have more energy to go back and do my own work wow. it's kind of um you know a, a fire <laughs> you get you yeah. light the spark and we all benefit from it so That's it's awesome. great I love it now I, I have to ask you about your tugboat I've been following <laughs> you since we talked tell our, our listeners about your tugboat Oh, yes. I have a tugboat, and it's so awesome. He he lives in, in the forest, actually, at my house. He probably will never float again. <laughs> and how did I come by a tugboat? That's the really fun thing. 
so we have a friend who is into old cars machinery and has lived in this area for a really long time and he just found this old tugboat rusting away out on a farm somewhere and brought it back to his shop and I saw it there and he tried to sell it to me and I was like no 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 and then he tried again I was like yeah I need that that's cool so it came home to live at my house and the really fun thing about it it has this history so it it was made by the iron workers at the Grand Coulee Dam who used it um, to do work when the dam was being built and then after that was done and the river where I live here um, was flooded it was originally all choked up with logs and stuff so my tugboat actually worked on that river helping to to tow the logs to a floating sawmill so i ha- i know where he came from and what he used to do Aww. and all that and so his name is mr big and we're going to renovate him and turn him into a little place where i can go sit and write uh-huh. and look out at the- i love that that's like the most creative imaginative place he even has a name i love this yeah yeah so you've posted some pictures here and there of him set up in your yard and things so i Uh I look forward to see the interior and having them all like redone and ready for your little writing i guess it wouldn't be a writing cave it would be a writing tugboat or (laughs) (laughs) right not not everybody gets to have one of those i know you make me want one my yard is too small i'd have to put it in my pool and that would just ruin the pool experience (laughs) yeah yeah he would take up your pool (laughs) i can't do that i'm a mermaid i need my water well that's exciting well carrie so carrie i understand that you and suzanne had a creativity um coaching session oh i had i had so much fun with suzanne she makes the perfect coaching client um (laughs) meaning she had a sense of humor she was totally engaged she was really ready to try anything and we had a lot of fun we we focused on play a lot in that session and I just really enjoyed myself I think it was the most fun thing I did all day ah that's great yeah Suzanne is a whole bunch of fun I have to definitely vouch for that we try to talk once a week and it's like the highlight of my week she's just so much fun yeah (laughs) she really is she's just Great ideas and lots of good energy. All right. Well, Carrie, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us on Blondie and the Brit today. Carrie, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. Thank you. It was so much fun being here today. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone listening. We are going to have another great podcast up. Stay tuned. We're going to play the song that Carrie's son created for her called Whisper Me This. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T dot com. Whisper me this, oh my darling, my love, the song of the moonlight of stars up above. When I come to die, my love, whisper me this. Whisper me truth, love, and whisper me lies. Warm days of winter, cold summer skies. When I come to die, my love, Whisper me this When I love
to die, my love. Whisper me this. Whisper me this. Oh, when I love, I come to die, my love. Whisper me this. Whisper me this. Oh. Whisper me anger and whisper me rain. Whisper me flowers, whisper me pain. The truth of a kiss, my love. Whisper me this. The shape of a memory, the truth of a kiss. Whisper me, whisper me, whisper me this. A lifetime of memory. One final kiss. When I love, I come to die, my love. Whisper me this. Whisper me this. Oh, when I love, I come to. Whisper me this. Whisper me.